Welcome to episode five of the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. I'm your host today, Charlotte Newman, and today I want to chat to you about how to get new customers, including finding your USP and developing a marketing strategy. To help with this, I'm joined today by Josh Curtis and Emma White, partners at A4G LLP. Hi, Emma and Josh. How are you? Good morning, Hello. Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. All good. You? I'm very well, thank you. Um, well, I'm very excited to cover this topic today because whether it's day one for a new business or someone is a few months into their new venture, getting customers is always at some point a priority for success. So, Josh, could you kick us off with a quick explanation of what a unique selling point or USP actually is? Good question. Um, so, unique selling point boils down to what's the unique thing about your service or product um, that differentiates it from your competitors? Now, you can look at this in, in many different ways. Some people um, would try and, and, and look at it internally, but really what it is, is, is your outward. What are you presenting to the client that they can see is different about you to someone else they might talk to? Um, and what I often say is uh, look at another business and identify why you use that business. A great example I often think about is McDonald's. They seem to be very good in all marketing things to use as a comparative. And you don't go to McDonald's because it's cheap and you don't go to McDonald's because it sells the best burger, but you do go to McDonald's because it's consistently a mediocre burger. <laughs> and I think that is a, a classic one of saying, well, your USP is not about your price and it's not about necessarily being the best. It's just finding what that thing is. And for McDonald's, it's about consistency. That's perfect. How important is it that business owners therefore include these as a focus of their marketing? I think it's very important. It's very um, easy when you start out in business. And most people start out in business um, as a technician. You know what you're doing. So you just go, right, I'm going to go and do that. That thing that I know how to do, I'm going to go and do it. But what you're not thinking about is how you promote that to your potential customers, whether they're businesses or whether they're um, consumers, individuals. Um, so actually spending some time to think about actually how do I present what I'm going to do to other people is really important. Um, you know, many small businesses where it's just one or two people, they can really promote that personal service side of things because they haven't got all the um, um, the baggage of having a, a large staff base or operation to handle. But as you grow, you need to make sure that that unique selling um, uh, unique selling point doesn't get degraded by the growth of the business. So choosing something that is sustainable is, is also very good. They would say, imagine yourself in 10 years time. What's your business going to look like when it's um, grown? Now build everything now ready for that growth. And that means that that marketing strategy will, will last the term um, because you don't want to have to keep changing the way you're promoting your services. Otherwise, it will be confusing for those customers that go on that journey with you. Oh, that's a brilliant piece of advice. Thank you, Josh. Um, Emma then, so when embark embarking on a new strategy to attract new customers, what sort of questions should our listeners be asking themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're thinking about, you know, what does your customers look like? I think, you know, as Josh talked about, it's very important to understand, you know, who are you and what are you as a business? Um, one of the things I'd say is, you, you know, you're particularly looking at, are you fulfilling like a basic need for people or are you fulfilling a want you know a desire something a, a, a little bit more more expensive and you know it's really important for you to understand like the market you're in whether you are in a highly competitive market and your pricing is around sort of 
solving a want like you know for example like emergency plumbing where actually there is a premium to that there's an urgent need or is it something more luxurious like an expensive holiday um or a, or a car you know that that massively depends on the type of marketing you do doesn't it um but but also you need to look at what does your customer look like you know if you were to draw a picture of your customer what what are they you know what do they look like are they are they a family of four are they you know a, a young person like because this is how you design where you market as well um and you're also looking at i suppose like are you are you having to win new business for every single sale you do or are you looking to build that repeat business with clients or potentially upsell the the other services you've got you know is it one thing you're marketing and there's a lot of needs you can make so it's, it's really important to do that kind of analysis and dissection and a bit of market research on who these people are just so you can really get to grips with understanding where they'll look for you um what what it is that they need and and understanding your price point as well really Yes, definitely. We actually touched on what our customers want on a previous episode with Malcolm, which involves market research, like you just mentioned. So how would our listeners work out the value of a new customer to their business? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's it's not always easy to assess that. Um, it's just it's really important for businesses to, to track information. Um, I mean, obviously, you would expect most businesses to have looked at their costing and what sort of margin they need from a sale. Um, And then really, they should be assessing the amount of time that they need to put in to sort of winning that customer. And obviously, if you're having to do, you know, having to get new customers for every sale you need to try and look at making that marketing process as efficient as possible whereas obviously if you're building a longer term relationship with someone you're looking at your processes building the foundation to that oh brilliant thank you that's really good advice so i'm just josh i want to touch on what ways business owners could value review the value then of the customers they bring to the business it can be tricky, but it, it's all about having a good system for for monitoring it. So if you're looking at your overall sales um, strategy and you're looking at the customers you've won, um, it, it can be quite easy to be uh, ignoring some of the negative information because of a natural bias. You look at the job, the, the jobs or customers that you've won, look at the recurring value or the value of the contract. And uh, and quite rightly, as a startup business or a small business owner, you would think, right, OK, great, I've made a success there. But actually, it's really key to have data collection all the way along that process. So if you're um, making first contact with potential customers, you want to record them in a database. If you're making contacts with referral sources, record them in a database. And then as they go up the chat, you want to also record the sources of them, how you got in touch with them, how they found you. And then as they go along your sales process, you then convert them into um, clients that you've won and then at certain periods of your um, business cycle you can then review that data to say actually how big is my sales funnel how how many contacts have I made and of all of those contacts I made how many turned into customers because you'll always have people who you forgot that you had made contact with thought they were a promising customer for your business but they didn't turn into a sale and having that data is important 
But as part of that, you also want to look at what's the value of each of those customers to you, and that database should probably record that as well. Um, and even then within that, you've got nuances as to whether a customer buys from you on a recurring basis, whether it's one-off work, whether it's um, a contract that may lead on to another contract. Um, these are all very different things that you, you want to try and compare apples with apples and oranges with oranges, but ultimately you, you can then differentiate between different categories of clients. So you've got clients who are recurring um, fees for your business, clients who are one-off work and clients who are contracts that may then come back and you can then monitor each in those different pockets. Um, yeah, I'm an accountant, I love recording data, but actually if you can record the data, then you can actually manage your processes for, for what you're doing. Yes, definitely. And obviously, like getting new customers is obviously key and what we're talking about today. But some businesses could actually be risk of overtrading, especially if they are fairly new. So just for our listeners, overtrading is when a business is unable to cope with its own growth. So what areas do we need to be mindful of in terms of potential impact this could have on our business? Uh, the impact could be huge. And actually, Right now, as um, as we record this, and we're we're in the unlocking of the economy from COVID, um, with you know, Freedom Day having just passed, um, I, I think not just startups are at risk of overtrading, but a great number of businesses are, are at risk of overtrading. Effectively, where you're signing up business so quick that um, you're using every penny in the business to fund the work you're doing for those new customers, you can very quickly run out of cash. Um, because if you're, if, you, if you're doing one job, servicing the job it pays you, then you do the job again, you've just got this level playing field, the money keeps going around in a circle. But if you're trying to expand and you've got more and more work you're having to do, you have to pay your staff or buy your products as you do the job, but then your customer doesn't pay you for 30, 90 days, how do you fund those 30 or 90 days where you've got increasing cost base, but you haven't got any money in yet? And that is when overtrading can come, become a big problem. So having a sales pipeline that gives you sustainable growth, so you, you, it's difficult to factor that in with cash flow because cash flow is always complicated. But um, you do want to sort of say, right, these are my potential new customers. And then you can almost say, right, I expect these to come on board at this time, these to come on board at this time. And um, by setting that out, you can start to say, well, actually, how do I build up resources, whether that's staff or whether that's cash, and, and use that to direct your, your forecast for the business. Um, rather than being a finger in the air uh, cash flow, you can actually do it based on your sales pipeline. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Um, I want to touch back again on the marketing um, of getting these new customers in. Um, Emma, could you just explain what the difference is between inbound, outbound and referral marketing? Yes, of course. So these are terms that you will find used a lot on our website. And we just try and break marketing down for businesses so that they can understand kind of the best process that suit their business and also how they potentially cover all three bases to attract the best type of customers. So inbound is typically where you're bringing customers to you. Now that's that very typically most businesses do this to some degree. So it is your website, your Facebook page and maybe some search engine stuff um, that's kind of bolted into your website to just help people find 
find your business. Um, I mean, the key to doing that well is to try and answer the questions on your on your pages that customers might want to know before picking up the phone to you. You know, just some very basic information about what you are, what you do, how you can help them. And then we have outbound marketing. Now, that's where you go to find the customers. So, you know, some really good examples of that are things like trade shows um, where you can demonstrate your product or service, but also things like maybe webinars. So you can put yourself out there so people can get to know you a little bit better. Target mail shots, um, cold calling. You know, quite often these are the things that people shy away from. Um, I think sometimes it's much easier, isn't it, to sort of put a website out there and hope people find you. And unless you're kind of, a, I think, a confident salesperson, the outbound stuff can um, sometimes make people a little bit more uncomfortable. But actually, I think, you know, it's really important for businesses to be doing some of that because you, you might not just want any customer. You want the right customer. And obviously, being able to target mail shot the customers you want you know, it just helps potentially with that retention um, and maybe with the level of money they spend with you. It's really quite vital. And I think most people are a bit scared of sales and marketing because they think it's like this, this kind of big, scary thing that you need to be trained in. But I think the important thing to remember is all you're trying to do is demonstrate why you, you know, and, and who you are, you know, what's important to you, what what's important to, to attract to your business and how you can help. Um, and I, I think a lot of people see that as sales, but actually it's just, it's just being honest about who you are as a business. And, and definitely one of the things that I think probably is underutilized is referral marketing, which is potentially encouraging some of your customers to refer to you. Um, so it might, you know, it might be. I think we we all typically see it, don't we? Where, you know, if someone's had a driveway done, it might be that they've they've got a sign out to show the company who's who's just laid the driveway. Like that's quite a common um, kind of referral tactic. But it, you know, it is also asking for customers the feedback of the positive service, just so that you can put that on your website. And then there's a lot of like networking groups that you can become part of where you, you know, talk about your business and you look for the customers, um, but not necessarily just customers. You look for other businesses that might have a bit of synergy with yours where you might be able to refer work to them that you don't do necessarily and they could refer them back to you because you've both got the same type of customer base. Um, so those those types of things are really, really key. Um, and, and I think people can just be a little bit nervous about them, not sure how to approach them, maybe in the right way, but also not necessarily make time for them either. Yeah, definitely. That's brilliant um, explanation. Thank you. I feel a bit clearer, actually, on, on what those um, different types of marketing are. Um, Josh, how could someone calculate the return on investment then for all these various types of marketing? Calculating the return on investment for marketing is very difficult. Um, it's one of those places that they use the adage of um, 80% of your market, no, was it? Uh, yeah, 20% of your marketing will result in 20% of your income. The problem is you don't know which 
20% of your marketing. Um, so it is really difficult. Marketing is very much a numbers game if you put as much out there and it builds a funnel for your pipeline. However, there are things that you can do to try and cut through some of the, uh, the fog of war of marketing. Um, so as I said earlier, you might want to record every contact you make, every potential client, <clears throat> you, you record them on a database and then you track and, and detail on that database how far they progress along. And then you build in some time where you can reflect on um, your marketing strategy. So rather than constantly being in the grind of running the business and doing the marketing, actually just stop and strategize, go, OK, I've got data here. How many potential contacts did I make? this in this last quarter how many of them have turned into um, actual sales leads how many of them are still warm leads where we think they've got um, potential and how many of them have just been forgotten about or um, haven't turned into business and then you've got some numbers that you can work with to say okay this is our success rate and this is our potential success rate based on the ones who you think will still potentially sign up i mean sometimes it can take five years to call um, a, a new client and so you've got to factor that into your review. But um, once you've got that data, that's the starting point. OK, if you've then been recording how you made contact with each of those clients, whether they were people who found your business through the website, whether you found them through um, networking, whether they've been referred to you from other people, um, you can then start tracking, OK, these sources of just that source, how many did I um, get as potential clients, how many then turned into warm leads and how many then turned into um, signed up business. And you can then compare each marketing category. So whether they're referrals um, from uh, so referral sources, whether they're from networking, whether they're um, people who've just found you through Google, you can then start to work out what the success rate is for each marketing category. And then you can either tweak your strategy for the, the, um, the marketing types that aren't generating as much um, success, or you can then say, well, actually, I'm going to focus on these um, marketing strategies that yield better results. How do I encourage more down that route? Now, the only thing is that marketing is is not a science um, when it comes to um, that sort of thing. And it, it's, it's going to be a constant feeling what works for your business and what works for your style um, and not being afraid of trying new things because you don't want to just put all your eggs in one basket because you may find that um, there are certain events or situations that exist in your market that are driving um, customers to you and it may not be directly a result of your marketing. It's just your marketing was in the right place at the right time. So it can be very difficult is the answer, but it's definitely worth collating data. Um, I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, it sounds like there could be, you know, quite a lot of data here. And especially if businesses, you know, they do put themselves out there in a lot of different platforms and a lot of different ways. Um, Emma, we actually touched on digital management of our accounting records last week, um, which this is in some ways part of. And um, as part of this, is it worth having a computerized database for marketing purposes? Um, and if so, like, could you recommend an app that our listeners might be able to use for this? Yeah, absolutely, Charlotte. I mean, I, th I think some of the points Josh made were, you know, were absolutely right. You know, you need to, tr you need to keep adapting. I think some of the things that, um, you know, you know what it's like, busy people don't necessarily build in consistent time for marketing and consistent time for reflection 
Um, and that's, you know, that's really, really important as, as part of almost like weekly, good weekly habits to just keep reflecting on this stuff. And um, what I probably suggest is actually most people. So we've got quite a lot of clients on zero. I absolutely love it in terms of an accounting package. Um, <laughs> which sounds really sad, but the reason I love it is because it's so functional for what business owners may want from data. I don't expect business owners to particularly like the accounts we produce, but actually having a system that can, you know, you can break things down and track in different ways is really useful. So, you know, there are there are some apps out there that can can deal with this type of thing but I would say first um, is actually explore what your accounting package can do so um, like with zero we can have different categories of sales so that might be for each type of service or product you provide it also has tracking categories and you can track things in multiple ways so you could easily track you know those types of sales compared to where you, where that sale has originated from um quite nicely and the same as you can break down your marketing spend into all the different things that you're spending money on just so you can have a reflection on the the amount you're spending per month versus the sales now there's some, there's some really basic tips i could give people like um the con you set up your customers in zero it might be that you give them a customer reference that is linked to marketing or, or region or whatever you want to do but quite you know so for example you know if you were doing different types of marketing campaigns and you wanted to track actually what was coming through say from Facebook you might have their customer codes as FB01, FB02 you know so, so there's, there's actually some really simple tricks that you can use the contact section in Zero and the layout of your accounting and the and the ability to track to, to just bring it all together quite simply because um although I'm a firm believer that you know technology can help I think it's much more important to get like the processes right in the business for how you do track the calls and the inquiries that come in and you know and build that into kind of day-to-day -day life within the business yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, there was so much there. I've written loads of notes. Um, but thank you both for covering this topic today. Um, there's actually a huge amount, obviously, our listeners need to consider when it comes to both finding new customers, ensuring we have the right ones for our business, making sure our marketing, marketing, marketing strategy is right. So just to finish up then, could each of you give our listeners one last piece of advice um, on this topic? Um, Josh, if you, if you want to go first. I think, although it's not a very accountant's answer, I think when it comes to marketing and, and signing up new businesses, the main thing to do is find a way of making sure you enjoy it. If you're passionate about your business and passionate about how you promote it and how you present it to other people, then other people will become passionate about it as well. So make sure you enjoy the marketing you do. And, and I think it will help the general flow of things. Amazing. Emma? Yeah, so uh, I mean, that's brilliant, Josh. I completely agree with that. I think that's absolutely vital. I think, I think the other thing to do is just be a bit disciplined about that kind of reviewing data and reflecting on data. 
Now, I know that's not necessarily what people might be comfortable with, but I think, you know, reflection is really important. Um, we're all so busy that I think quite often we don't prioritise that. And, and actually, if we do prioritise that, it just means that we are making the best use of our time. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Emma and Josh. Thank I you, really Sarah. appreciate you having us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, next week we will be discussing taking on your first members of staff. When is the right time to do this? How to do this? And whether outsourcing is an option for new businesses. If you have any questions on this topic, please email them over um, to inquiries at a4g-llp.co.uk. In the meantime, head to our social media at A4G Chartered Accountants, where we're providing a lot more guidance on this area and many others. Alternatively, check out our website www.a4g-llp.co.uk which is full of free tools guidance and plenty of food for thought to help your business start up the right way so our business breakthrough startup program is designed to help you be confident in your business's future and beyond and with our getting new customers session we can go through what this means specifically for your business and help you get this strategy right from the start i've been your host charlotte and this is let's get down to business